Welcome back to the Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read a page of the Wise Man's Fear and then discuss it. This is page 686. I didn't see any guards, Quoth said in the tones a man might use to soothe a skittish animal. Bast ran his hands through his hair, leaving it in disarray. I can't, for all the salt in me, guess how you slipped past them, Reshi. If anyone manages to come in contact with the Cathay, the Sitha, kill them. They kill them from a half mile off with their long horn bows. Then they leave the body to rot. If a crow so much as lands on the body, they kill it too. Chronicler cleared his throat gently, then spoke up. If what you're saying is true, he asked, why would anyone go to the Cathay? Bast looked for a moment as if he would snap at the scribe, then gave a bitter sigh instead. In all fairness, my people are not known for making good decisions, he said. Every fey girl and boy knows the Cathay's nature, but there's always someone eager to seek it out. Folk go to it for answers, or a glimpse of the future, or they hope to come away with a flower. A flower? Quoth asked. Bast gave him another startled look. The Rinna? Not seeing any recognition in the innkeeper's face, he shook his head in dismay. The flowers are a panacea, Reshi. They can heal any illness, cure any poison, mend any wound. Quoth raised his eyebrows at that. Ah, he said, looking down at his folded hands on the tabletop. I see. I can understand how that might draw a person in, though they knew better. The innkeeper looked up. I have to admit I don't see the trouble, he said apologetically. I've seen monsters, Bast. The Cathay falls short of that. That was the wrong word for me to use, Reshi, Bast admitted, but I can't think of a better one. If there was a word that meant poisonous and hateful and contagious, I'd use that. Bast drew a deep breath and leaned forward in his chair. Reshi, the Cathay can see the future, not in some vague, oracular way. It sees all the future, clearly, perfectly, everything that can possibly come to pass, branching out endlessly from the current moment. Quoth raised an eyebrow. It can, can it? It can, Bast said gravely. And it is purely, perfectly malicious. This isn't a problem for the most part, as it can't leave the tree. But when someone comes to visit... Quoth's eyes went distant as he nodded to himself. If it knows the future perfectly, he said slowly, then it must know exactly how a person will react to anything it says. Bast nodded. And it is vicious, Reshi. That's the page. My name's Nick. I'm Jordana. I'm Jeremy. Jordana, is there something you want to call out at the beginning Hands! of this page? Yes! Koth <laughs> <laughs> looks at his hands and says, I can see why someone might want to go find something that will heal any illness. Mm-hmm. Cure any wound. Indeed. Indeed. What illness or wound might Quoth have and or want healed? Well, he's looking at his hands. Yeah, it's whatever's wrong with his hands. Okay. That's that's the implication to me. I see. Yes, that mm-hmm. actually makes perfect sense. And Very I recall cool. when we read that page, we were like, oh yeah, the flowers seem important. I had forgotten about this, but yeah, the flowers me too. are important. And it sounds like the uh, butterflies get to drink from them. Are there any other examples of flowers and stories in this book? Like flowers in the stories that happen in this book. Yeah. I mean, there's the cellus, but that's not, that's a specific flower. We'll talk about this on the next page. So again, maybe I shouldn't go too deep into it, but it seems like there are stories, the Cathay, like the, the, the flowers are like a metaphor for visiting the Cathay. When someone comes away with a flower, it's like a way of saying, oh, also they spoke to the Cathay without mentioning the Cathay. 
So I'm just trying to racking my brain to remember if there's any other examples of like, oh yeah, they went and they got a flower and that flower, like, and then, you know, then they came a cropper after that, but I can't, I don't think so. But anyway, interesting also that there's this, um, I, I guess I'll, I'll miss, <laughs> I'll misuse the turn of phrase to say Chekhov's flower here sitting in the story that there is a, something that will heal any wound, cure any illness sitting in the story that Quoth knows where it is. And so I can think of at least two characters who, if they got sick or wounded, Quoth would probably brave returning to the Cathay in order to retrieve a flower for them. Anna? Mm-hmm. And Auri. Oh, but he didn't know this until now, it seems like. That's true. But, you know, there's still some some time in the present, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The way Quoth is talking to Bast is kind of patronizing you know like he's i think he's like really trying to calm bass down uh and i don't think that he quite understands the depth of bass's like fear here uh but like when he says when he, he raises an eyebrow and goes oh, oh it can can it like that's yeah, the way you talk skeptical that's, yeah that's the way you talk to a kid who is like telling you a ghost story right or like a, you know about the, a, a story about the drawing they just drew which either means that he is committing his fallacy where like he's not taking people seriously who are trying to impart information to him that he thinks sounds wild and unrealistic or he know he actually does know better than bast in this instance but he doesn't want to have that argument right now because he mostly wants to calm bast down yeah it makes me wonder if he does know more than he's letting on about the nature of the cafe i feel Mm -hmm. like even if you do know more than you're, you're you're letting on about something you still shouldn't like, you probably shouldn't react in that way because it would only make Bast angrier. Right. Well, but it doesn't, uh, which means that Bast doesn't register Quoth talking in this way to him. Quoth, I don't think Quoth is trying to come off as patronizing. I don't, I think he's trying to come off as like soothing. I, I, I think that a lot of the time when people are being patronizing, they don't mean to. It, it's unclear and like it's unclear whether Bast does not register that Quoth might be being patronizing or whether he's choosing to ignore it to try and get his point across and it's also if what Bast understands about the Cathay is true in this case it is important to understand that unlike some oracles in some stories who kind of speak in riddles and have approximate knowledge of the future like Yoda in Star Wars, always in motion is the future. It's impossible to say with any certainty what will happen because the future is always changing. But the way that the Cathay's precognitive powers work is that it can see all infinite branching timelines at once. It can see how how the outcome of any action will lead to, to an infinite possibility of, of actions. And it delivers its information accordingly. Hmm. And like somehow bothered by Bast's reaction but not like it fits the character it fits the page it makes sense but i think i just don't like it because i don't like it when Bast is angry (laughs) (laughs) relatable i often have the feeling when i'm reading a book of like i know this is really well written i know it makes perfect sense but it's making me uncomfortable (laughs) yeah i'm just i'm sad for their miscommunication why can't everyone just be friends (laughs) It would be a bit of a less interesting book, perhaps. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Happy people do make for boring stories. I'm also fascinated by the idea that 
the the Sitha kill the crows that land on the corpse of someone who might have spoken to the cafe. That feels like a bit much. Might have come into contact with it. It doesn't even matter to the Sitha if you talked to it or not. If you saw the cafe, if you were like close enough to see it, they kill you and they kill the carrion eaters that land on your body. So they really do conceive of it as like being contagious in some way. Okay, wait a minute. He didn't see it. He only spoke to it. He saw the tree. That's good enough. Yeah, he, he definitely got influenced by it. But hang on, let's talk about this for a second, because if what Bast says is true, the Sitha really messed up. Yeah, uh, and not only did Quoth not encounter like a uh, you know a roadblock or so much as a you know, a sign that there was some reason to stay away from the Cathay, he also didn't encounter any like bodies. Like I'm I'm imagining that it would be like Mount Everest, you know, where they just like the bodies fall where they drop and stay there. Well, but a body will rot away to nothing when it's left out exposed like that. Okay, right? fine. But like, surely there would be some signs of other things of other people, other, other bodies, you know, dead crows. Uh, but e- even if there's not, even let's say that in the Fey things do rot away to nothing. Why didn't the Sitha stop Quoth? How did he just walk over there, hang out for however long it took to have the discussion and then stumble away wailing? I think that is a question we're meant to be asking uh, because either the Sitha don't exist or they aren't the peerless sentries that Bast imagines them or perhaps somebody arranged for them to be elsewhere. Yes, indeed. And to me, that is the most uh, interesting and likely scenario. Yeah. That's definitely a question we are intended to be thinking about. And it's not one that the characters ask, at least not in this chapter. Mm. which and like i wonder if that's part of why bast didn't believe quoth at first because it's like well you couldn't have spoken to the cathay because the sitha would have killed you and we wouldn't be having this conversation right now it's also possibly a world building concern because if there is this creature that everyone knows about surely they would set up some kind of protection around it yeah which does make one start to question like well is the cathay exactly as bad as bast thinks it is or is it more nuanced than that Mm -hmm. Uh, in terms of Here's an idea about the corpses. I do think that like if you if you just like leave a human like a body out in the woods in the wilds, it's going to decompose, it's going to be eaten by scavengers uh, and it's going to rot away until even the bones are are gone or covered up. And I also think that if the Sitha are good at their jobs, like the visitors to the Cathay are going to be infrequent enough that there won't be that many bodies because most people will be scared away by the idea of encountering the Sitha and dying. But also what if that carpet of butterfly wings is there to cover up the bodies? What if part of the reason the cafe is, is snipping off all those little butterfly wings is to have a nice carpet of butterfly corpses to cover the actual corpses underneath. (laughs) I feel like that would take a lot of butterflies. Well, it's got a lot of time and it does seem to care about aesthetics or at least it tells quote it does. Mm hmm. I feel like if it doesn't like the aesthetic of the certain butterflies, killing them doesn't really fix that because like, sure, they're not flying around, but they're still there. They're just on the ground. It gets the satisfaction of killing it, I guess. Yeah, they've they've been punished for not being to its taste by being dead. Fine, fine. 
And listeners, you can punish us for not being to your taste. Uh, actually, don't uh, or do that. Don't, or don't. That's also Continue to listen to us. In fact, if we are to your taste, you can give the show some support by heading on down to our Patreon or our Ko-Fi and uh, leaving a few bucks. Are if those... you do donate on Patreon, as little as a dollar, uh, you'll get access to our whole back catalog of exclusive episodes in which we talk about all kinds of things. Are the Sometimes links to... less related to the show or less related to the book, rather. Are the links to our Ko-Fi and our Patreon to be found on our website, pageofthewind.com? That's right, they are. You can also find links to our Discord, where uh, many fine people discuss things like the show and current events. Heavens. And if you're looking for pretty things to add to your aesthetic, you can also shop at uh, the, the shop link on our website and or jordanihini.threadless.com and go to the Page of the Wind collection. Cool. And you can send us an email at pagethewind at gmail.com and there's a link to that on our website as well. You know it. In fact, there's everything on our website. Finally, I got my shit together enough to make a website. <laughs> Thank you for putting in that work, fearless leader. It only took, what, five years? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's been an ongoing work in progress. We've had a website for a while, but you're always tinkering with it and improving it. Yeah, well, it's now at the point where I'm happy taking my hands off it. So go to the website and marvel and leave a message saying how great it is. All right. And listeners, we're going to leave you a message saying how great you are at the end of this episode of Page of the Wind. Wind.